for real stories on how global business gets done. This is Supply Chain Unfiltered, presented by the Institute for Supply Management. Hi, thanks for tuning in. It's Melanie Stern for ISM for another episode of Supply Chain Unfiltered. Really excited about this one today. Uh, with us is Nassim Malik. Uh, he is a managing partner of MRA Global Sourcing, um, an expert on talent in many ways. And I thought it'd be interesting to talk about just a lot of things that are changing and changing quickly within the supply chain profession, which does affect talent. Uh, with a lot of more complexity, um, more agilities needed, you know, those capabilities as we continue to integrate more technology and AI. Are you seeing like younger emerging practitioners being a better fit because they've kind of grown up with these platforms? Hi, Melanie. Hi. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me here. Um, looking forward to this session. Absolutely. That's a great question and something that's come up consistently in our current ISM annual world 2023. Yes. So it is a very timely topic. And the key aspect here that we always stress is that this younger generation has grown up as digital natives. Right. So growing up in that situation gives them such an advantage when it comes to be when it comes to the ability to navigate uh, these new tools, these new technologies that come so natural to them. And they're so far ahead of what even millennials were, right? right. Even, even some of the, there's now younger millennials and older millennials. So even some of the uh, younger millennials were not exposed to a lot of these tools that uh, are now much more in play, especially since the pandemic. The pandemic was an accelerant to all things technology when it comes to collaborating, working together um, across teams, when it comes to project management, when it comes to business intelligence tools. So a lot of them that started their profession during the pandemic have had to call on those skills uh, that they had as being those natives to be able to um, not just you know start these jobs, but thrive in them. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious. Uh, are you finding that even the way the conversations go uh, with talent um, in the hiring process, has that has that shifted at all? Even how the conversations happen or the type of communication? Oh, good question. <laughs> Absolutely. And that is something which um, what's unique to us today is that we have four generations in the workplace. Wow. We've got Gen Zs. We've got... Um, as I mentioned, the millennials, we've got um, Gen X, um, my cool generation. And then we do still have uh, boomers in, uh, in, in, in the workforce, <laughs> yeah. right? So um, so it's a very timely question because um, the latter two um, are much more open to even having those conversations, having those initial phone mm -hmm. discussions. And through email, right. then you can get them. Um, but the medium for some of the other talents, especially depending on what function, right? If you're talking tech. Uh, then for sure, um, LinkedIn, um, uh, reaching out and having those initial conversations, gaining their attention, which is one of the toughest things to do, is uh, email and phone calls aren't going to work. Text works. LinkedIn works, um, depending on the roles. Twitter works. Mm -hmm. Instagram. So all of these uh, tools, even TikTok has a growing number of uh, uh, with the users and uh, usage. Absolutely. So 
it's very different than it was even five years ago. Right. And and do you do you see uh you know baby boomers, uh Gen X kind of having a little bit more difficulty in using social platforms to build trust built in those relationships or or is do are we better to leave each generation in communicating in a way that's most comfortable no that's a that's another insightful question and something which especially across the professional spectrum mm-hmm. um, is important that everybody embrace uh, the tools that they can especially from a work perspective anything that's going to help them on productivity and then that's going to help them in collaborating better. Um, doesn't matter if you're, you know, Gen X or Baby Boomer. You should still be able to know that okay, there's Tableau out there, there's Power BI out there. It's not just Excel uh, anymore, right? <laughs> right. Or, or just PowerPoint. There's other tools now, even beyond Google Slides, to help you put together a compelling deck, for instance. So on the personal side. It's interesting, right? A lot of the younger folks are like, we don't want to be on Facebook. That's for you old people. Exactly. Our parents are on there. We don't want to be on Instagram anymore. It's all about TikTok. But when it comes to the professional realm, um, that is something that should be equally embraced because there are tools like, for instance, even email itself is now becoming somewhat secondary because Slack is taking over. Mm. A lot of companies are using Slack as the channel to communicate. Um, and then text is something which people see and respond to a lot faster than even email. So there's a lot of different uh, tools out there. And it's just, and we haven't even we haven't even right. mentioned AI yet. Right? Oh, don't That's worry. a whole other it's animal. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so in a way, I think as all these changes keep happening, we all have to remain open, right? Um, but if you look back over the last three years, are you seeing any um, requests for specific skills um, more prevalent today than than what was before? Uh, specific skills to help um, adapt to disruptions as they happen? Speaking more from, um, <clears throat> you know, mental or emotional um, you know, agility, basically. Yeah, no, that is uh, that is something which has also been changing rapidly, right? So you mentioned uh, on the mental side. Yeah, the when you think about the productivity, you think about the pace and speed at which we worked at post twenty twenty up till today. There was a lot of uh, there's there a lot of issues everybody went through, right? So right. there was burnout, there was stress, there was volatility of proportions which nobody had ever seen that was still in the workforce because it's almost 50 years since we had seen the drop in market like this almost 50 years uh, labor market drop almost 50 years since uh, inflation has been at the numbers that we are today so that has actually caused a lot of folks to be like okay you've got to be a little bit more yeah we need to be resilient but we need to be more understanding a little bit more compassionate to people and their situation so that's one piece when it comes to the skill side mm-hmm. um absolutely that is um over the past few years we are noticing more and more companies saying that yeah we want people that have strong quantitative uh, and technical knowledge right you don't have to be a coder developer programmer no um there's a lot of no coding tools out there now too but we want somebody that is comfortable with not just Excel anymore, uh, right? Heck, ChatGPT can do Excel now and it can do simple programming or not even simple complex programming. So we want people that know, okay, the next thing now is it used to be Tableau. Well, now it's 
uh, Power BI, it's, uh, owned by Microsoft as well. So it's like, okay, um, <laughs> there's this next level. So that understanding the abilities and same with project management, there's Trello, there's right. Asana, there's a bunch of others. But then on the EQ side, mm. just as important, especially in our procurement world, is we are supposed to be uh, relationship builders, deal makers, the ability to collaborate with stakeholders internally mm-hmm. and externally. So to be able to articulate your value proposition means to have the ability to storytell, right? You're selling internally to your stakeholders um, your team, and then externally, you're selling to your suppliers. So they want people that know how to collaborate. So for some of the younger generation that doesn't look at a phone as something that you would put on your ear and have a conversation <laughs> with, um, they need to know that, okay, how do we build those rapport? Right. How do we build that trust with really? How do we get in front of these suppliers um, and other stakeholders? Because Human-to-human interaction is only going to become more important as we have more um, IT um, or IT advancement, more of this tech that comes out that is disrupting our jobs, um, like uh, generative AI. Right. So, yeah, the EQ part is growing hand-in-hand with anything on the tech side as well. And when disruptions happen and plans go awry cool heads prevail. So, you know, it's almost like it's easy when you're, you know, working, I'll say off screens for whatever reason, even just, you know, recreational communication, right? Um, It's, it's easy to, I'll say, uh, get, get heightened emotion, right? If you're by yourself, mm-hmm. the other person on the other end of the phone, if you will, if you're just texting, doesn't see that or hear that. And I don't think an emoji can properly communicate it either. Right. But when you're you're interfacing, you know, in person, let's say, uh, or even on a video screen, you you know, and the, right, the video's up and you you see reaction, you see emotion. There's learnings in that, and how do you quell that, you know, and stay keep that professional you know, persona, right? Absolutely. The relationships have to extend beyond just screens or yes. virtual um, or online, right? So online is uh, very important. I always uh, stress to uh, people that look, the largest marketplace, the biggest economy in the world, biggest market period is the online. Right. World. There's four and a half billion people online. So if you don't have a presence and you don't know how to establish a presence and your own niche and your footprint on there, you're behind. That comes to the whole building your own brand and your name. Right your expertise. So you have to be there. But when it comes to the relationship part, you have to know how to build those uh, uh, relationships and to develop, nurture, and grow your network. Isn't that crazy? I mean, if someone were to tell you 4 billion, right? 4 billion people 15 years ago, you'd be like, what are you, crazy? Words on market. Sign me up. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Uh, So as we're evolving very quickly, um, do you have any recommendations for individuals, um, uh, team leads, um, you know, organizations as a whole on what types of upskilling, uh, education, certifications that you think will be um, necessary to stay on point, even I'll say six months from now? Yeah, no, that's a, <clears throat> that's something which is also a time-tested and important concept mm-hmm. when it comes to 
especially like you said on the upskilling part um, a lot of the younger uh, generation younger professionals that are coming to the workplace um, you know just talking to uh, richter scholars um, i'm heartened to hear that yeah they want to continue to pursue further education right so right. it could be the typical path of wanting an mba getting a master's or now with the disruption that's come on the ai side the whole education ed tech they call it right mm. educational tech sector it finds itself upended as well because there's going to be so much that's available um it calls into question the whole concept of degrees yeah especially when you've got a trillion and a half roughly of student debt out mm. there and not enough jobs that are paying what they need to pay right. um plenty of job openings out there but those types of jobs aren't always out there so when you look at all of that the ability to continue to for companies to reskill their talent and redeploy and then for um talent themselves practitioners themselves to upskill is going to remain an integral part of keeping again their own brand their expertise and their niche um on solid footing and especially for professionals in supply management mm-hmm. right so i'm a cpsm myself so i'm always a proponent of that and advocate that that's a certification that uh, we should all get in our function because it shows at the end of the day it shows a commitment to the function right. it shows you have learning agility which is what companies are always looking for um it shows that you took the time to do this and you're investing in this and you can continue to do this for uh, the uh, um the incoming uh, professionals as well so higher education certification and then just continuing to learn i mean today more than ever there's so many tools out there for free mm-hmm. that if you're not taking advantage of that that's to your own uh, career detriment and it's much more cost effective for businesses to retain talent so Absolutely. if they offer you know upskilling and education opportunities from the company itself exactly. much better exactly. um what what do you think a gen zer could learn from a seasoned professional. So I actually just asked a Gen Zer this. Oh. So one of our uh, Richter scholars for 2023, yeah. uh bright young man uh, Zach Abdulnur, I was chatting with him and I told him I'm going to be speaking about this and he gave me a good perspective. He's like, you know, for us the ability to hear these executives and people with, you know, good um runway uh, with good career trajectory um they give us the opportunity to learn from their experiences to learn their career paths mm-hmm. to learn from some of the uh, mistakes that they've made some of the uh challenges and what they've learned so you know as important as it is for us to learn what to do it's also important to learn what not to do right so these are the kind of things so i was uh i was very glad to hear this uh, precocious young man uh, <laughs> to have this mindset and um what i would add to that is is that also um those relationships of younger talent can build with people um more of the uh seasoned practitioners and professionals out there it also adds to your network right it's part of what we call um agile networking right having that network intelligence to know that i can learn from these people that have been doing this they have seen a lot they have experienced a lot and yes times are changing there's a lot of disruption happening all over but when it comes to relationship management when it comes to even negotiations when it comes to um how to deal uh with you know sticky situations when it comes to the world of supply management that uh, uh ability to tap into somebody's brain mm-hmm. directly and get those insights is something still 
AI is not going to be able to do quite as effectively yet. Exactly. So that, I, I that would be my advice. No matter what age, you know, we all benefit from doing that. Right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, this has been fantastic. Uh, it's like, I want to write everything down that you said. <laughs> Easier thing to do, though, if you want to check out the broadcast again, uh, is feel free to go to the ismworld.org website uh, and go to the news and publication section in the drop down, and that's where you'll find the podcast. Nassim Malik, managing partner of MRA Global Sourcing. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, talk further about this or anything else, how could they do that? So they can uh, find me on LinkedIn, uh, Nassim Malik. I've got um, my own website, NassimMalik.com as well. I'm on uh, Twitter as well. So, um, And then Nassim Malik, uh, Nassim.Malik at MREGS.com, my email. Great. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, and again, for more real stories with real impact, check it out right here, Supply Chain Unfiltered.